Hey, good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. And I want to reintroduce you to two friends of mine who have spent decades in front of abortion clinics providing hope to women who feel like they have none. Uh, Many women they speak with do choose life. Others do not. Uh, From time to time, they'll meet a woman who has had multiple abortions and has no intention of uh, stopping. How do they keep going when things seem hopeless? And uh, how can we learn more of the work that they're doing? It's commonly called sidewalk counseling. And with me right now is Alicia Wong and Edmund Miller, co-founders of Guadalupe Workers. You can visit their website at guadalupeworkers.org. And um, how did you first get involved in sidewalk? You you still call it sidewalk counseling? That's still the generally accepted term. Um, I got involved back in the um, late 80s as you and probably many members of your audience remember that was you know when the the rescue movement was yeah. kicking in yeah. late 80s into the early 90s um and about the same time I, I thought that i i needed to be there in a more r- regular way right. so i was in milwaukee at the time and i um began sidewalk counseling there um at a couple of different locations and then when life brought us to Michigan, uh, God knows why, to Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> but that's when um, I was out with some students. Um, we were at a, an abortion clinic in um, Ann Arbor, and Mrs. Wong was along basically as a student chaperone, and, but she kind of jumped into the work as well, and that was... Heavy sigh. That was 22 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. 21 years ago. Wow. Yeah. You know, people wonder, t- tell us a story about a woman you've recently spoken to yeah. and how she heard what you said and responded positively or negatively. So this past Friday... A couple of friends were at sidewalk, you know, doing sidewalk counseling yes. at, mm-hmm. in Detroit. But sometimes one of them, specifically Emmanuel, um, when he's given the opportunity to speak to a woman that would stop by, stop while she's going in, he will call me. So I'm on the phone trying to counsel her, okay. you know, from wherever yeah. I am. Yes. So this woman was, you know, walking in, and I said, "Okay, listen, you just give me." And I, why are you there? Like, what's going on? what what brings you to this conclusion that this place is going to help you in any way so she said well i already have three children i have no place to live mm-hmm. i you know i graduated from high school but i really don't make a living to con- to be able to support yeah. these three you know how am i going to have sure. a fourth one and so she said she thought this is my only way yeah, to, to yeah. yeah so i said you know this is not a solution you know, this is this is not going to help you. Actually, it's going to hurt you. So I said, why don't you give us the opportunity to help you make a better living? For example, go back to school or, you know, find a place to live so that you can have a place for your family. And, you know, we can move from there step by step to get you into a stable situation with all your children without leaving any of them behind. Yeah. 
And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I said, just give us a chance. Just give me your phone number. We will be, you know, we can go to the office, give you a free ultrasound and, you know, do that. So she, she gave me her phone number. She said, okay, I'm going to, you know, give you, a, let me think about it for a second. She's like, so I said, okay, I'm here. This, you know, so I, I texted her immediately from my number yes. to, so that she could have my contact. So then, like, I don't know, 20 minutes after that, she, I hear from the guy who was standing that she actually left the clinic and um, she wanted to make sure that her baby was alive. And so she left. We didn't hear from her un- until the next day, sat- Saturday morning. She started texting us yeah. and said that she had been uh, f- brutally physically abused by the father of her baby. Yeah. And that um, she went to the hospital, and I think she was in the hospital for a couple of days. Thank God the baby was, is fine. The, the okay. baby was, nothing happened to the child, the poor little baby. But she had her other three children with her. She has twins and, yeah. an, and a little one-year-old, oh no, no, like three-year-old or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she said her kids witnessed the whole thing. Oh, the brutality. Yeah, the brutality of the abuse. Oh. And then... Since then, she's been staying at her car. So today, thank God, we were able to be at the office. She came to the office. Today. This today, today. Yes, today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we, she saw the ultrasound, beautiful pictures from the ultrasound that we have now, the 4D ultrasound. And, and he had his students from FGR actually in the office at that moment. Father Gabriel Richard High School. Yes. Yeah. And they, um, they babysat the little kids while I was doing the ultrasound and then she got to be able to talk to Mr. Miller after that. So she was so thankful. She said that when she went in, she said that she thanked God that there, was, there had been somebody out there to speak the truth to her. Yeah. And it made her wow. leave that place at that yeah. moment. She just got up and said, this is really not, this is not the solution. And so she thanked us very much for the opportunity that we gave her, she said. Uh, I mean, that's, Great. That's a great story. It happened recently, it's, and that goes on regularly. The question the listeners would have for certain would be two, twofold. One would be, how, where's the money come from to help these women? And, you know, so I'm sure you have different people who help support what you're doing. But. It just drops out of the trees as we walk down the <laughs> sidewalk. Um, yeah. yeah. No, um, there are people who believe in what we do, and I guess it's as simple as that. So yeah. way back 20 years ago, we started with a very small mailing list, and I don't know how it's been expanding, but it has been expanding. And sometimes everything comes to um, my house, so I look at these things, and I see an address from... Tennessee or an address from <laughs> Kentucky, and I yeah. have no idea. Um, and and when people say that we're co-founders, it, it strikes me as somewhat strange because I never intended to found anything, and I'm sure Alicia didn't. It, it's just like we're along for this ride, and things things happen, and and God is there, and it's the whole thing's been a miraculous. I truly mean that a miraculous yeah. kind of. Of process, and and we're as bug-eyed as anybody as we look at what's <laughs> what's happened. I, I think when we were together last time, I don't think we were on the air. I think we were just talking as friends. Yeah, you, you made the point that 
you know, what you don't look so much for support, financial support, as you look for duplication. You, mm-hmm. This is something that should be characteristic of, you know, parishes, people. This should not be – you should not – I think I took what you said to mean that you should not be so exceptional. No. I <laughs> No, I should not be exceptional. Right. And, um, you know, I, my father was – a friend of Dorothy Day's, and so I've got this, you know, radical Catholic background. So mm-hmm. maybe people say, "Well, that that's his reason." But um, I, we, we are doing what we are supposed to be doing, and um, in the Gospel of John, Christ told his apostles, "The work that I do, you also will do, and greater works than these you will do." And that just we have. You know, with the gift of Pentecost and with the gift of that, we have the ability to create. Not our ability, but shared in the mystical body of Christ. We have the ability to bring life out of what looks like hopeless situations. And we don't have to wait on the political process because the political process ain't going to be there. Right, right. Um, We we are supposed to be there. Yeah. I, I think that's critically important to remember that, you know, the church doesn't wait for governments to do what we've been called to do. And um, uh, let me let me just ask. Uh, earlier, you mentioned to me that you've got an event coming up, which I want to make sure we get out there before um, you know before we run out of time. Uh, it's June twenty seventh. June twenty seventh, okay. and that's going to be uh, it's going to happen where. It's happening at our office, which is called, we refer to it as the Guadalupe House of Hope. Okay. And it is in Detroit. And if they go to our website, they can go to the event page on our website and follow the link that will take them to RSVP for this event. Okay. That's GuadalupeWorkers.org. GuadalupeWorkers.org. And we, we recently, about three months ago, we, we received the gift of a 4D ultrasound. We have had an ultrasound for four years now. Mm-hmm. Very simple ultrasound that we miraculously also obtained by paying a doctor for $5,000 for it in Pennsylvania, which I don't even understand how he got to hear from us too and sent us his ultrasound machine that he wasn't using. But um, now we receive this incredibly amazing ultrasound that allows us to show these women a beautiful yeah. picture of their baby. Yeah. And um, so we're going to have the Knights of Columbus that day. They're going to come and dedicate the ultrasound for our center, for our office. That's very good. That's June 27th. Um, It's a Tuesday night. Yes. So, again, more information at GuadalupeWorkers.org. And that's an open house opportunity to learn more. Mm. Uh, By the time a woman, an abortion-minded woman, decides to go with you and have an ultrasound. Have they abandoned the idea of abortion by that point? No, no. They have given themselves the opportunity to see what we're able to help them with. But I know and we know every day that after that point, after the woman sees her baby, we are in contact with those women constantly. 
And those women go back after they see their baby and they're so happy for the ultrasound and everything. They still go back to an environment that is, it's poisonous to them. Nobody believes in them. Nobody has, they are tired of having them living or sleeping in their couch. You know, if they are homeless, they're staying somebody with somebody's, you know, in somebody else's couch or in their own car. So people are come back and tell them, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? How are you going to do this? You're not going to be able to. And so they they bombard them with negative ideas, you know, you know, solutions. How long do you stay with a, a woman? In need. Well, we got a request today from a woman that we met fifteen years ago, <laughs> okay. um, and and I don't want to give the wrong idea. Like they become dependent on us because we're very very careful about that. That mm-hmm. we don't uh, foster dependency. Um, but this woman has nine children, and her husband is on disability, and it it's just doggone tough for her yeah. so sometimes when even when she doesn't want to she she appeals to us um to help her over the next little but yeah going back 15 um i think maybe even thinking of one mother maybe 17 18 years ago yeah i mean that's, that's so you maintain those relationships too we do to the degree that you can i mean and, yeah. and now there's always a two way thing seeing right? the births of the grandchildren of the mothers that you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yes well wow. you know and we don't change at all it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> well what i'd like to do is i'd like you to have to come, like you to come on fairly regularly and give us updates tell us some of the stories uh, what you're doing, and also any changes that you're making, uh, you know, in the the governance of Guadalupe workers. Um, I do think it's important for us to see the corporal works of mercy, which is this really comes under the corporal works of mercy. Mm-hmm. It's very, very tangible. And can you give me a ballpark figure over the years of how many women you've helped? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I know he's going to be very conservative. I, I he is conservative. I know he is. He is very conservative, but I I, I don't like doing this, and, and I've never <laughs> counted up because I I don't like the, the right. counting. But I need a thousand. Wow, I think it's, okay, more, that's, I think it's more. But that's, let, let's put that's it in. far more I than a, I would have thought. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I am a math teacher, so I do the, my counting okay. like this. We we are there every single week of the the All year right. and we've been there since 2002 okay we'll talk and soon yes it happens every other week or so <laughs>